Hello, welcome to Skull RPG Podcast. My name is Dwight Skull. My name is Jacob Skull. And today we're going to teach you how to tell, tell your, your story. story. So our next one in our seven-ish episode series is going to be espionage and forming factions. Yeah, so let me just talk about forming factions first. So every good cyberpunk Shadowrun game needs corporations to fight against. And you need more than one corporation because at the end of the day, if there's only one corporation running everything, then there's really no reason, like, who's hiring you? Because um, in a lot of ways, there's some funness of if X corporation or X uh, person hires you to go do something, you're making a lifelong, you know, enemy of that corporation. And if you look at cyberpunk, I don't know. I mean, I haven't been, I've only played that game for maybe five or six hours now in terms of the video game. Mm -hmm. And I think I've already run into like six different factions and, you know, different gangs, different the police, a couple corporations, you know, and I've heard of others that I haven't run into. But you're, you hear things like... Oh, if you hit this corporation, they take it personal. Mm -hmm. They're going to hunt you, your children, everyone you ever met. They're going to kill them all. They're going to torture them first. Those sorts of things where um, no one understands these guys, like the Maelstrom. Like, no one understands them. Like, they've literally replaced most of their face with tech and everything else with tech. It's like no one understands who these people even are. Um, it doesn't make any sense. Um, so what I'm saying is what you want to do is design at least three, potentially four or five, but three that you'll interact with the most – um, factions. Now, of course, one could be just like the city cops, which would be fine. Or at least they could be one of the back ones. But I'd design at least a couple of factions that have people behind them that have names, big names that people know. So uh, you would just say to your players, hey, this is so-and-so. He's the CEO of this company. Everyone knows who he is. Just if I said Elon Musk, Bill Gates, Steve Jobs, mm -hmm. everyone knows who those people are because they're all tech moguls. And most people can name what tech technology they actually are with too and most people can name something about those technologies and to help with that even if you're hitting this corporation you're going to find files on their computers that you just mentioned as a one-off of well they have some incrementing data on x and x company yep. which helps you build in their world you should know these factions by the time we're done so one of the things i did that was kind of cool so i went to canva dot uh, com uh, c a n v a dot com. It's a free site. You can use something like PicMonkey as well, but I know Canva. And what I did on Canva is I created little dossiers. Remember when I created the dossiers for Shadowrun? Yes. I created little dossiers with the name, the the corporation, and maybe one or two very publicly known facts about them. And so then when I talked about said corporation, I would just spin my laptop around or you could print it out and you could just drop the dossier on the ground in front of them, like on the table. And they see a picture, they see a name, and they each of these had their own, um, like they had the same standard format. So I found a format I liked online. And I'm just going to be honest, because if you're not publishing this, like if you're not going to make money on this campaign, which like 98% of you won't, then here's what I suggest doing. Steal, 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 steal. Okay. What do I mean by that? I mean, go to Pinterest, go to Google image search, find people that look like what you want to do. And I literally even type in things like shadow run and then the type of person I want. And mm -hmm. cyberpunk may not have a lot of that backlog of store of, of images and fan art, but shadow run does. So if you're playing something other than shadow run, don't, don't feel bad about stealing the shadow run images and fan art that people did. Now, because you're not publishing, it's not like, you're violating anybody's uh, copyrights. Copyright only matters for monetization. If you're just doing it for your little group with your five friends, nobody's going to find out or care. 
Yeah, and if you're really concerned about it, most people are underneath a Creative Commons license, which allows you to use it for private use only. If you're that concerned, look them all up. If you're very concerned about it, you can pay for um, Canvas Pro version. They have a lot of images that they pull from that kind of is, is nice. Even then, that immediately, if you're paying for that, lets you do it for private images. But if you're going to do it now, okay, what if you are the 2% that are publishing? Well, two options. One, if you think you're going to make a lot of money on it, you can hire an artist to do the artist renderings for you. Two, there are sites out there um, that do have free images, which, you know, like uh, Pixabay and some others. Yes. You could pay Shutterstock. You could also go to like DeviantArt. And then literally um, a lot of those artists are selling their stuff for use in a commercial and just pay the cost of what that is. And then you chip in for the artist. So there's a lot of things you can do. If you like one artist's work and you keep using his stuff or her stuff, you might want to kick them five, ten dollars just because of how much they've made your life easier and, and be nice and support the uh, the local creators. As a creator myself, not in the art world, but in the podcast world, it's kind of nice if people chip up you know chip in and do stuff speaking of chipping in you could go pick up our book by the way you can find it i know like shameless shameless plug um but you can pick up our book it's called um it's called rpg adventure ideas it's by dwight and jacob skull it's on amazon it's three dollars i mean seriously it's not that big of a deal and it definitely supports us out that said let's go back to factions and espionage so we talked to ad nauseum to a certain degree about factions which is kind of nice and you can create these cool dossiers and you have an idea of each faction and kind of broad strokes. Espionage, though, is a totally different deal. Espionage is kind of the act of spying, but you're supposed to be either doing um, taking evidence or planting evidence, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. And so one of the things is, again, I'm going to shamelessly plug the book again, but in the book, we actually do cover espionage and in, in the book itself. And so one of the things, again, is I have some sort of kind of an obstacle chart role that you can do with it, where we talk about kind of what you're trying to do. Because in a lot of ways, espionage is a break in and enter, like a heist to a -hmm. certain degree. But then, of course, you're trying to do something else with it. So in an espionage, think about it this way. You're either A, trying to obtain corporate or other secrets. You're B, trying to plant false secrets or information. You could be trying to plant a uh, C. You could be trying to plant um, something that causes damage. It could be something as overt as a bomb or as subtle as a virus. Yes. Or a keylogger or something along those mm-hmm. lines. Um, and then kind of, I guess, D, your fourth option is uh, for espionage is basically anything that you can do. Like it's you're not really targeting anything. You're like on a fact finding mission, so you jump in just to see what's there, to it's, then go back and do more damage. Later. And then those there might be an op- opportunity for you to plant things or take things that wasn't necessarily part of the thing, but anything you can do while you're there is a bonus. Right. So this looks like a mix of hacking, right? You could be doing full out hacking, or you could have a thing where this server that you need to find the information on is not plugged into any network on campus, which means you have to physically log into it. Now, of course, logging in in the future doesn't necessarily mean password uh, on a keyboard. It could mean literally you jack yourself into the system, but you have to physically be there to but do it. But you have it. to get your hacker who normally has no social skills or no combat skills. Yep. Likes to live in a van down in by the river. the building, <laughs> unsuspicious. In that room, unsuspicious, and out, which might be a Herculean feat. 
Right. So if this sounds interesting to you, what I would do is I would look go back two days ago to our episode on heist because it gives you some good ideas, but then marry it with the overarching espionage theme. And then, of course, you need to have factions on top of it. Why the factions? Because you need to flush out a world where maybe in your city there's two really big businesses. There's the local PD, which will look the other way if, if both of those businesses do anything. Mm-hmm. And then there's like maybe three local gangs. One's absolutely crazy and bent on anarchy, um, but mostly harmless because there's only like a handful of them. But yep. when they go, they go big. Yep. And then also have tie-in faction relationships. This local gang likes to work with this business, and the other local gang likes to work with that business. So right. if you tend to mess with one, you're kind of outing yourself with the others. Right. And that's the other thing, too, is think about it in terms of, like, if you've studied American history at all, and I know this may be like a – I'm going to say something that some people may not agree with. But America has done a lot of by-proxy wars without actually doing any wars by whatsoever. And by that, I mean we sell other countries the arms and the armament needed – to go against a rival who was also being funded by Russia, especially mm-hmm. back in the day. So in the Cold War, this is how all of the wars that we did against Russia and all the incursions we did against Russia happened. If you don't believe me, go look at the history of Afghanistan and Osama bin Laden because um, we funded Osama to go fight Russians. And then once the Russians kind of moved out of Afghanistan, so did we, and we just kind of left them there. And he got really angry and then tried to destroy us several different times and eventually succeeded in some degree, right? Flew two planes into buildings on 9-11, mm-hmm. 20, uh, 2001. 2000? 2001? Anyway. Yeah, 2000, 2001, somewhere around there. Yes, it's been a long time ago. I, I mean, I remember watching it on TV. But the point is, you could look at these gangs as the by-proxy wars that these corporates, these corporate agencies engage in. They can't do an all-out war in the streets because the cops can't allow it. They also can't do an all-out war in the streets because it'll cause all-out wars in other cities that they're in and other things that they're doing. Now, that doesn't stop us from giving local gang a, a, a you know a credit stick full of cash and a uh, you know a van full of weapons to go hit my other court buddies. And mm-hmm. I have no knowledge of what they're doing and, and vice versa. So you can have all of that kind of playing out as well. And just remember, if you start hitting one corp, chances are you won't be able to hit the corp, the other corp that you're working for. So hopefully that's really helpful to you guys. That's how I would kind of run some espionage and factions. Hey, thanks for listening. And for more resources, please go to SkullRPG.com.